Uh, as always, this is Nimrod, the or- totally original Green Day podcast. Uh, Redundant. The totally original Green Day what podcast. What I say? Nimrod. Did I? Yeah. Oh, shit. We're gonna, you oh. are losing your mind. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Episode, what, five? Yeah, five. Something. I just know it's Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing it, we're doing it first. That's all I know. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. And uh, this week we're covering, I believe, uh, Nimrod, one of uh, Green Day's lesser known uh, albums from the, the mid-90s. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I'd say a lot of these songs are well-known, but mm-hmm. the album as a whole is relatively unknown. Yeah, um, I think that's true, but, yeah. you know, there's plenty of time for that uh, based on our history. I'd say we'll take up at least about an hour. I, I think at least, yeah. Here's what I'll say. Okay. We, we, we've been on the air a while. We're old dogs at doing this. You know us. It's, it's the C and the C. It's the two cousins. The cousins coming at you. We mm-hmm. got it. We're old friends to you by now. We're classic radio slash podcast personalities. I understand that. But once in a while, it's still helpful to reintroduce ourselves. The the main man, the Green Day fan, I'm talking about Colin Brady. Hello, hello, hello. He's right there on the mic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, it is good to be here and talking about... Sounding crisp and clean, my man. I am, I am. I, uh, I put up some padding in my, in my place and now there's no echo. Hopefully mm, the boy moved. But Hopefully he got a home studio. It's Here exactly right. Yeah, made of pillows. Yep, yep. And I am a uh, true Green Day fan, as you as you mentioned. Now, Chris, would you describe yourself as a uh, as a fan of God's favorite band? What's up, second host here, totally original Green Day podcast, Chris Brennan. And uh, yes, Colin, I would. I describe myself as a Green Day fan. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being a big fan of something. Um, sounds like you really blew hard last night. I did. Uh, I how did. are things in Seattle? Again, I know it sounds like we're in a professional podcast studio and we're rocking it out, but it turns out we're actually, you're far away and it's Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, 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 blah. How blah, blah, are blah. things in Seattle, dear Colin? Uh, I am so glad you asked. You know, things were going all right yesterday. And then I woke up this morning with very little memory of what happened last night and no phone and no car keys or no keys at all, I should say. Whoa. And yeah, yeah. Um, and it turns out... What happened? I, I am not sure. I mean, my memory is is lacking, but I'm pretty sure I left my friend's place and uh, and walked home probably like three miles or so. Whoa. And I broke into, I broke into my apartment. Um, oh my God. I, I found a broken screen outside my window. So I must have broken through one of the window oh my screens God, dude. yeah <laughs> so i'm confused had, had you taken like some nyquil and you were sleepy or like why couldn't you remember things oh you know i was having some of that fun juice that adults have been known to have and uh oh maybe, maybe a, a glass may, of red wine at dinner or something maybe just a little bit a little bit of that yeah maybe maybe a little bit more than a little bit of that and oh. uh yeah so you lost yeah. all your things I lost a lot of my things. I did, yeah. I uh, somehow my costume, 
was made it made it intact all the way back. Wait, what was your costume? Were you Billy Joe Armstrong? I, no, I was a uh, a humble sheep herder from from the Isles. I was saying. So I uh, I put together you a were little a sheep herder. Yeah, I put to, put together a little like shepherd's crook, and uh, had just like a, a printout clip art thing of a sheep. Son of a bitch! God damn it! It was pretty cute. I gotta I, say. I thought we could make it one week without this boring nonsense. Are you kidding me? Now, this is a out great of the story. blue, suddenly you have a really interesting story, a hangover like story, waking up with none of your things, not knowing where you are or how you got there. Yeah. And then we are the big reveal is that this was because you were at a costume party. Were you elected to dress not like Billy Joe Armstrong, but like a sheep herder? Billy Joe Armstrong is predictable. That is easy. Predictable. It's been, it's been done. It's been done, you know? You know like, why sheep herder isn't predictable? It's because it's the boring costume, you know, of all time. No oh one my chooses God. that because they oh know it's God. wrong. You know, beauty, it, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Chris. I don't need to hear this shit. I think I think sheep herder was brilliant. You know what they call the sexy sheep herder costume? Just sheep herder. I never there's no way to make it sexy. I just, just I was is. just about to say I was not going for sexy. That's so that's fine, you know. No, I'm sure. No one wants a sexy sheep herder anyway. Well, nice try. <laughs> I'll try again next week. We'll see. Well, I hope you find your things. I have a I, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I actually got an email uh, earlier this morning after I called you on my computer from some guy in the neighborhood I was in saying he was walking his dog this morning and he found my phone. So at Wait, least are you my, kidding me? I'm serious. No, are I'm just on the street? Just on the street. I don't know. Oh I'm going to pick it up later and I'm going to get get the story from the guy. But I guess sheep herders have holes in their pockets, huh? I guess so. Hopefully he, he saw my keys too. We'll see. Oh and my, my water bottle too. I lost you my gotta, water bottle. You got to stay, stay safe, child. I know. I got to cut down on my, my juice drinking, I, I think. Um, but anyway, enough about me, Chris. I, I have a hard time believing that you've got any more interesting stories. So what, what happened to you in the last seven days? I mean, nothing really. It's, I mean, it, I've been listening to a lot of music lately. I think it's, it's a lot of it has, has to do with doing this podcast, you know, hmm. is, is revisiting all these old songs that you love. And then yeah, kind of it, it just takes you back to a certain time. So I found myself just across the board listening to a lot of different what I would consider classic rock, even though it is by no means that. Okay. And I've been okay. noticing like a trend is, is I think one of the, the great classic rock groups ever that that's been getting talked about a lot more lately is queen right mm -hmm. and yeah, and, yeah you yeah. know of course like and they have bohemian rhapsody and just like i was thinking every group every great group i should say has their own bohemian rhapsody you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's like for yeah. green day obviously it's jesus of suburbia yeah i i would agree with that yeah right it's like this it's it's this big interconnected epic I, and then i was mm -hmm. listening to some my chemical romance last night actually and i was going like oh, the oh black i parade. love mcr oh my god welcome to the black parade that is the, a freaking classic right? right there welcome to the black parade yeah. is their bohemian rhapsody that's the I their agree, massive yeah. interconnected like magnum opus yeah and like for queen queen is so good and i'd say their bohemian rhapsody is probably like we will rock you you know Wait, like what? That song has got that song has got some ups and downs. Wait, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody is not Bohemian Rhapsody. I th it's probably We Will Rock You, don't you say? Because that song's like so varied. I think it's. I think their Bohemian Rhapsody is Bohemian Rhapsody. Honestly, mm, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, uh, whatever. Green Day news. We got to keep up. 
we got to keep up. There's not a crazy amount. I, I think I've got a quick story and you've got a quick story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, you know, I, 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 as I said, I think the last couple of weeks is, is I want to say God bless you, Green Day, for not overwhelming us every week. Because when it comes, it comes so hard, pardon the expression, that it is almost overwhelming. So, you know, I'm still enjoying uh, Fire Ready Aim, the new single that, mm-hmm. you know, encourages dangerous gun practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, quick little tidbit that I picked up is that uh, you might know Shakira Shakira, uh, Madam Hips Don't Lie. Her hips are incredibly truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put those babies under oath and uh, you needn't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't get any perjury there. No perjury there. Those are some truthful damn hips. And Billy Joe Armstrong, of all people, actually instagrammed out her singing basket case in studio i guess she was in studio with her producer and they were just kind of messing around and he got the acoustic guitar out and there's a little video of her singing basket case yeah and it's not perfect but i'd actually say it's very endearing yeah i think it's cute and billy joe seems to think so as well yeah i think it's adorable i'd I'd say covering a green day song is always a good look for a pop star i think it makes you look it's just it's just edgy enough that yeah exactly just edgy enough that you look like you know what you're doing. You're interested in other genres and all that. It's it's it makes you more relatable. Anyways, yeah. So yeah. So so shout out to Shakira for loving, uh, showing a little love to Green Day, even though she didn't seem to know the song incredibly well. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think she mumbled a couple of the lyrics there. At the end. Mumbled some lyrics and was definitely reading them most of the time. But mm-hmm. you know what? They had a good time, and that's all that matters. Uh, but um, you you've the more substantial cookie here. Uh, What's kind going of, on not, not really. It, it might turn into a substantial cookie, but, um, it sounds like they're planning, uh, the, the, the Green Day boys are planning on playing Dookie in full at a, uh, upcoming concert in, I want to say Madrid, I think. Um, and I can't remember exactly when it is. I want to say next week at some point. Oh, it's for the 25th anniversary. That's actually. awesome. So they're playing Dookie in full mm-hmm. to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the album. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure if their plan is to just do that or do a full concert with that in it. But anyway, it just sounded sort of, sort of fun. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how in that goes. Past, I've heard they'll do a thing where they, if they do a full album thing, is that they'll play the full album in the first half of the, mm-hmm. and there'll be like a brief intermission in the concert, and then they'll come out and play other hits. Oh, okay. It's like an sense. extended encore, perhaps. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about just listening to one album for any any artist. Uh, you know? But for Dookie? I that mean, would Dookie's be great, right. but like... Uh, I'd do I it for know. Dookie, I'd do it for American Idiot. Those are the two I'd be okay with, down. yeah. I would yeah, do, that one's I'd good. do it for 21st Century, too. Yeah. So, and, that's in, and that's only in Madrid, you said, right? I believe it's just one concert in Madrid, yes. Okay, so yeah. all of our mini fans in Madrid... I know you're out there if you're listening. <laughs> Hop on this, send us photos, tweet at us about this. We want to, you know, some ground coverage of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you, you know, know, we'll just uh, go to YouTube and scram some video of some rando. Viva España. Um, yeah, thanks to our fans. Shout out to Madrid. That was the Green Day News. Not not a ton this week, but yeah, no. we do have a little treat and, and a little bonus segment. It's something new that we're trying. It's called, Did You Get Them Yet? What what is this segment? I'm, I'm not super sure. Colin, what, 
what this is Colin. about, actually. Yeah. Colin Brady? Yes. Green Day fan? Green Day fan. Uh, the tickets to Hella Megatour. Mm-hmm. Did you get them yet? I did not know. That's so interesting. Because just a second ago, you said you were a Green Day fan. I know. I know. It's embarrassing. So I, just, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm. Maybe uh, maybe I'm the idiot. But yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. I'm just a little confused. I was about to get them, and well, I didn't get them. That's that's pretty oh, much all. It, that's pretty it, much all it comes it. down to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, can you just help me understand. I'm so sorry. Can you just help? I'm just trying to wrap my mind around how a Green Day, and then like we were talking such yeah. trash on the people who didn't get tickets. I know. I know. And, and yet you're one of them. I was like, I yeah, I was like a click away. I swear, but you know, wow. close only counts. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So, hey. I. Uh, <laughs> doesn't Green Day use that line? One they of their songs? Absolutely do. That's a whole section of 21st Century Breakdown. That's and right. That's right. Yeah. For um, that for that fan anyway, reference. I'm trying, I'm trying to deflect my, my shame right now. No, for that fan reference, I'm letting you off the hook this week. Oh, wow. Thank you. You well, you better check in next week. So redeemed. Oh, I'm gonna keep, be checking keep in. Keep me honest. Yeah. So that's the whole segment is just checking in on if I got tickets yet. I think it will be one of our longest running. So <laughs> I think you might be right about that. We'll see. Time for the meat in the matter. Of course, we're talking about... Nimrod. The album, album of, the week. of the week. This was released in 1997, of course. Uh, this is a couple years after their last release, uh, Insomniac, which was last week uh, in 95. But, you know, two years doesn't seem... Uh, like that long of a break but considering their last couple albums had come out literally within like one year of each other i'd say uh it, it seems green day took a lot more time with this record and i think it reflects in the track listing i think they even they even said something about how it took them like four months to record it and they were um kind of embarrassed by it almost that that it took them that long to record even though nowadays you know that would be that'd be quick i think but anyway nimrod was intended to be um a set of songs really rather than a cohesive album. And uh, because of that, it ended up being a lot more um, varied than most of Green Day's albums. There's a lot more genre jumping, I would say. That's definitely true. That was an interesting fact for me to learn because it's so clear in the album. um, And it was very gratifying to hear that that was intentional Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're like, did someone have an aneurysm? What, what is going on here? Like, it's all cool. I like it, but um, Mm -hmm. 18 tracks all over the board. And they're like, oh, yeah, I yeah, know. That's exactly what we were trying to do. It's like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Because I was worried you were crazy for a second. They recorded like 30-something, too. So they had quite a few yeah. going into it. And it and the, the track listing stands at 18. So it's, yeah. it's, it's 49 minutes. It's practically a double album. And I will say there is definitely some fat I would trim. I agree. Though I don't regret the experience of, of them experimenting in all these different arenas yeah i'm glad they did because because they definitely found some some other genres where they can kill it for sure so apparently this was this was kind of written was it in the back half of it of the insomniac tour or they yeah i think so yeah um they were dissatisfied with with uh playing like these big stadiums and arenas and stuff that they were playing after insomniac and uh so they and they missed their family and so they uh decided to 
cancel the last bit of their tour and, and fly home. And I think, yeah, they, I think they started writing the album um, before they canceled. But um, I believe a lot of the writing was also just back home. And then, yeah, so so I think they took they definitely took some time to um, write a more expansive album and to mature their musical sound. You can definitely hear that. Uh, it was, again, produced by Rob Cavallo. Cavallo! Um, longtime fans will know him as Rob Cavallo! And, uh, and apparently they were... <laughs> Real Nimrods themselves during the recording process, weren't they, Colin? They were. They were. Cavallo. Cavallo! Even um, hired his dad Cavallo. to supervise supervise the boys, the GD boys. I couldn't believe this. I thought that was just hilarious. These like, GD grown, guys grown ass men need, yeah, exactly. They need a nanny of some sort. It's ridiculous because so. I guess they were, and it's funny, they were living. When we last left off, Billy was like smoking meth and everyone was like in this dark, scroungy, dirty lifestyle. And now it seems like we're we're in full on rock star mode where mm-hmm. Trey Cool is throwing televisions out of windows and mm-hmm. hotels and other things that are crazy. I'm sure they're yeah, really drinking well, a ton. Yeah, I thought the funniest one I heard was uh, after the release of of nimrod they um <laughs> they're playing a show in like a music store and they just oh, trashed yeah. they completely trashed the place they uh they're upset like because people are accusing them of losing their like punk edge or some shit like that and so billy spray painted the words fuck and nimrod on the store window and then mooned 1400 people at the show and then Trey threw the bass drum into the crowd. And then Billy tried to throw like a 200-pound monitor into the crowd, but uh, had it wrestled away by the storm Damn. manager. So, yeah, they were, they were wild. Wasn't, wasn't that like because someone said they were like, we're losing their punk, they weren't punk anymore? Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's what a crazy reaction. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of as, makes sense at this point. They've been getting this shit for years, it sounds like. They got 86 Jeez. Yeah. As the owner of this record store, though, I'm like pissed. <laughs> on his Absolutely, behalf, I'm like, what yeah. The hell, I would be on. so angry. They must. They must have like really covered Although, their expenses or something. If also, he didn't really make a fuss also, about it. Also, though. Yeah. Also, as the owner of this record store, I'm like never cleaning that window. <laughs> like that makes my record store suddenly much. <laughs> Uh, cooler is it was like yeah hand graffitied by billy joe armstrong that's true that's a really good point they were really enjoying the excesses there's a lot of songs on this album about just drinking way too much essentially yeah, yeah. um i'm glad it's not about picking scabs off your face and meth so that's you know that's true i guess we're crawling back i i don't know if i'd really say the lyrics are much any happier than they have been in the past they're just different uh, the album art was done by Chris uh, Billheimer, um, who also did some stuff for REM. Yeah, it's it's very basic. It's it's two, uh, I believe, the two scientists who discovered insulin or invented insulin or something like that. But it's it's just it's just their old photos covered with a yellow circle. It says Nimrod on it. Apparently, this is all a reflection of how these GD guys have been acting like real Nimrods lately. So it is very mm-hmm. self-aware. I'm not entirely sure, but just covering up these very intelligent men's faces with this Nimrod sticker. Yeah. Um, and, and if, you know, there's something punk about that. I guess, yeah. I, this is I one guess. of my, this is probably my least favorite album art of all theirs. Like, it's not even that I dislike it. It's just kind of, I don't know. I don't see the point that much. 
I agree. Reading about it, I was like the least uh, impressed and interested. Yeah, yeah. I like their collage thing they did with uh, with uh, Insomniac and Dookie, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anchor Plonk. Anchor Plonk. And 1039 Smooth Slappy Hours. Yeah, that one's and weird. You know what? Warning. And you know what? American Idiot. And oh, American to Idiot. To think again, 21st Century Breakdown. And oh, that's a classic. And if I were to think again, uh, Uno. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and also those does. three. Mm. Those three are all bad. <laughs> uh, also, Trey and uh, uh, Revolution Radio. And you know what? That unicorn has been growing on me. Let's throw in Father of All. The unicorn's been growing on you. No, I just think I like all the Almart except this one. Oh, and you know what? Okay. Now that I think about it, I kind of like this Almart. This is pretty good. So never mind. I think it's all good. Wow. Okay. In any case, uh, the tour was very low-key. There's a lot of extra instruments on this album, but they didn't bring the extra musicians on the road. Mm -hmm. So there was no horn section, even though they actually got the guys who play horns for No Doubt to come in and record um, in the studio. Yeah, which is really cool. But they didn't uh, bring anyone on the road with them. And they did kind of smaller venues. They didn't do arenas like they had been doing previously. They were doing theaters. Mm-hmm. And I guess it says that this is when Billy th- feels like he really honed himself as a performer, learning how yeah. to play a room. This is when they start letting uh, fans on stage to to uh, play their instruments and whatnot. Oh, which, which is a long time tradition now. It is, yeah. Which I think is so cool. I think that's one of the greatest things you could do as a as a popular oh. uh, musical artist. I mean, I think we just I think we just walked right into a bear trap of a fan cliche. Oh boy! Oh yeah, dude! Oh boy. I got up on stage. I got up on stage with Billy. Yeah, Wait, I you... took a selfie with Mike. <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. Whenever Green Day would come through town, I would hear like three kids at my school who could afford the pit seats. Mm-hmm. And like, they, do you like, like actually know someone who got to go up? I do. Yeah, I saw her up there. Oh, she that was, is so uh, cool. She was in my high school. Yeah, I was that? What was, did she? Was she playing guitar or something? What did she do? No, no, she just was running around on stage. Oh, okay. Like she okay. went around, made a point of going around to all three of them, like even back to Trey on the drums, mm-hmm. and like gave Mike a side hug. That's so cute. It was all the stuff where it was like, are they going to be angry that? But they're, you know, I mean, they invite them. They invite you on stage. They yeah. know what's going on, and yeah. they're professionals. Yeah. Last things just to say that it was it received generally positive reviews. Went mm-hmm. double platinum, kind of like the last one. Probably, probably just riding off the coattails of Dookie still, honestly. Uh, yeah, again, and this is that same fan base who's sticking with them. Why don't we? Why don't we jump in then? Let's turn these two by twos into four by fours. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So uh, <clears throat> track one here is uh, <laughs> "Nice Guys Finish Last." Oh, sort boy. of a. I think this is sort of a, a fan fan classic. A lot of people Do really they think this one. Ever? I think oh, it is yeah. too. Yeah. And I think this is uh, the fourth single off of the album, so they knew it was, a, it was a somewhat popular one. Yeah, this is single material for sure. And again, I'd say similar to Walking Contradiction, it's a very kind of clever, funny song. It is. Uh, I agree. Kind of using an old adage and, yeah, just turning it into a really catchy pop song that everyone kind of danced to and laughed to. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And the music video, too, sort of matches that. I remember it's pretty hilarious i think it's just the, the band acting like they're a football team or something yeah no that's a great one up next is probably my favorite one of my favorites on the album this is number two hitching a ride love this track this that violin at the beginning is so weird violin opening is awesome it's commonplace for instruments like that to be mixed in to everything now now genre is dead etc 
but mm-hmm. this was actually a big thing that Green Day was including violin on a song. As mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. They're innovators. This song is fantastic. It's, again, another celebratory song about something that's perhaps not so celebratory. This is about falling off the wagon. Uh, and Billy <laughs> kind of talking about his struggling with alcoholism. I think Billy's um, got some experience with that, yeah. He's got some experience. You know, and it, it goes to show, because we'll get into more of his issues later, Circa Uno, but mm-hmm. he's, he's always stated that he's known for a very long time that he needed to clean up his act and be a sober guy. And, you know, you can even see it back here in 97. There's a whole song about it. He's like, I ain't falling off the wagon. I'm hitching a ride. But it's, you know, he knows what's Kind of depressing. He's been at it for like 30 years or something and doesn't sound like he's getting any better about it. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the, the first single, too. So they knew this was, this was going to be a hit when they first uh, wrote it. I, I would say it's inclusion for American Idiot fans, such as Present Company. I would say Mm -hmm. it's inclusion on Bullet in the Bible, the fantastic Green Day Live CD slash DVD, uh, is what really sealed it as a classic. That live performance is so electric when he's getting everyone to chant one, two, one, two, three, four, and the band kicks in. For me, this is an original dubstep drop. For me, the original drop is Billy going one, two, three, four, and then like the guitar just kicks in and he screams. Yeah, yeah, you're right, definitely. That's that type of kick that I think some people get from like a Skrillex track. Right, right. I feel that definitely. I know it's it's very uh, contemporary to shit on dubstep. I'm like, I'm like a cool kid circa 2012. Anyways, track three. <laughs> that's hitching a ride. I think it's fantastic. It's aggressive oh, yeah. and mean, Beautiful. but it, it has to be. It's it's so so fun. Mm-hmm. The Grouch. Speaking of aggressive and mean is track three here. And the Grouch, oh, he's grumpy for totally different reasons. Mm -hmm. This is another one that I think is very funny. I do like the intro, I'll say. It's very on the nose with how nihilistic it is. Again, it's very obviously a character that Billy's writing through. Mm -hmm. And this album, again, I think just like the Insomniac has a lot more of that where he's uh, exploring these different characters. Uh, Do you like the Grouch, Colin? I'm trying to decide right now, you know? I, I liked it earlier this week. I, I think I do. I think I do. I like the melody. It's catchy. And, uh, I, I like it. I think there, there, there's a guitar solo like three-quarters of the way through or something that's that's pretty fun as well. Number four here, we should all know oh, quite gosh. well and quite fondly. Redundant. This, of course, is Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. That's not that's not the song. That's... And here's our theme song. Billy was kind enough to write this for us when I told him that we were making the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I just want you to have this, my gift to you. And I think it turned out real nice. I'm stoked about it. Yeah. After giving us the song, he did decide to include it on Nimrod, but that is unrelated. <laughs> I've always viewed it as a very sweet love song, but apparently it's about Billy and Adrian kind of... Uh, Billy feeling upset with the kind of redundant nature of married life when he was home Mm -hmm. yeah i think the repetitious arguing he would have or they would have and i think it's odd odd as the past few albums are about him trying to win 80 i'd say this album has a few songs that are about being kind of bored with uh married life yeah it's kind of shitty more than kind of shitty it's very shitty well, but. it's cool. He's being honest again. I love the song. You know, looking at it in the context of of kind of it being like a helpless Just, end of a fight type. I don't know what else to say. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, I've lost my words. You know, I'm uh, re- speechless and redundant is basically being like, I've given up. I've got nothing else to say. Right. He, right. I, I, st- I still think it's a powerful song that enjoys like like is that's that's a real part of a relationship. I appreciate that being shared. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, I dig I dig that he's being honest. But at the same time, you know, it'd be nice if he wasn't such a shithead sometimes. Well, I'll say this in Billy's defense. Yeah. And this is maybe controversial because I don't actually controversial because I don't apply this to everything. Like I don't I can't watch a Mel Gibson film just because of the guy. You know, I can't watch a Kevin Spacey film anymore or anything mm-hmm. like that. But in Billy's defense, I would say his job is not to be a good husband to me, the audience. His job is to write good songs. Wait, so doesn't shouldn't shouldn't that mean you can watch a Mel Gibson film or whatever? Right, that's what know? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like it's but you just some, said you can't, right? No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's I there's contradictions in what I'm saying. Oh, because okay. okay. for I, there's I don't know where my line is because for certain people I'm just like no unacceptable. Yeah, but yeah. when I hear about Billy just kind of being upset in married life, I'm not like mm-hmm. or, or even you know I'm sure later there's like cheating rumors or whatever. I I don't yeah hold that against him for some reason. I just go like, but as long as you keep being honest in your songs, that's all that matters. And I don't feel like you're morally corrupt in your songs. Hmm. I don't. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Mind. Huh. Or, or it's, I, it's I mean, to I be mind. fair, to be fair, you can find some really horrible things about almost anybody too. You know, like you, there's almost no one you can you can really like idolize out there. You know, yeah, and, and maybe it's even the, he's the greatest the people, of, like Martin he, Luther King, like cheated on his wife and all that. You know, like oh my gosh, the, the best the best people you can think of. Oh are, my gosh, we're slinging arrows that we can't. <laughs> I can't verify these arrows. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. He shit. he did. You know, he did some well, good things, but he was also kind of an asshole. Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. You heard it here first. Martin Luther King Jr. is kind of an asshole. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> cheated on his wife, and so did Billy Joe Armstrong. So you tell me who's better? Oh my god, <laughs> damn. Horrible. Okay. I'm Obviously, so he's better than Billy Joe. I'm just saying. I'm so like, sorry, people. There's shitty things about everyone. You know? All I'm trying to say is anyone who lived, about anyone who lived that, before 1950 is probably racist. You know, so we can cover oh, that whole. Well, you're really saying a lot of big statements. Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is, I appreciate Billy still remaining clear in his writing and his dedication to writing an honest pop rock song. I don't think he betrays that contract in this album. And, you know, I would like his personal life to be good. I'd like him to be a good person, but I don't think it's necessary for him to be writing a compelling song. Mm-hmm. I so mean, I that, that's a album. good way of looking at it. And I, and I, I just wish whatever. it was like, I think everyone has, has a line somewhere. I just, it'd be nice if it was, if it was like a principle, you know, there was, uh, you either liked people for what they did or you didn't you know like you it wasn't yeah. just some people were okay and some people aren't you know it's but I, i'm it's the same confusing. way i think every, everyone's got their own line for some reason no i agree I, I the only thing i'd say is i know it when i see it but until yeah. then, i don't know what it is yeah number five here is scattered on nimrod i like this one i i kind of wasn't expecting it when i was re-listening this album but me too man this I'm one i'm pretty into it is actually a really pretty melody yeah like, I think it's actually very gorgeous. And the lyrics are fantastic. This, to me, feels a bit more like Broadway Billy. This mm-hmm. is like a, a, a really pretty song. It is. And and this, I believe, was written about the girl that inspired She. 
Oh, really? I actually didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah. So it's in, it, it's his, it's kind of weird. During this album, there's a lot of Billy kind of being not so happy in his married life, and then kind of reminiscing about these past flames. Yeah. So yeah, perhaps not the best sign for him in eight zero, but certainly makes for a love triangle drama of an album. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is about li- looking over these scattered, torn photos on his bedroom floor. And uh, if the rumors are to be believed, it's about this girl who moved to Ecuador, who mm-hmm. has informed uh, an enormous amount of songs in the Green Day discography. Is yeah, this I, I she didn't realize that she was so important. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. What's Her Name was is also about her. And uh, I could not believe um, this. Amanda, uh, the song, I don't, is it on Dose or Trey, maybe? Yeah, one of those. But I, yeah, so up yeah. until recently, she's been inspiring songs by Billy. Uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. She seems to be a muse. Definitely. Um, and what's her name? That's like one of the greatest of all time. So yeah, that wow. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But that is that's a we'll get to right that in time. Sure. But in this time. next song, track six, is all the time. Now, this one's got a bit more of a driving riff at the top. Mm-hmm. I like the riff. It, it definitely ropes you in right away. Yeah, this one. This is one uh, that I probably could lose mm-hmm. in the long run. I'm not super in love with it. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the riff is catchy, but, but past that, it doesn't really, it doesn't do a whole lot. I'd probably I like cut it chorus. as well. I do like the chorus. It is catchy. It's it, it. Billy's really good. He's gotten very consistent in his work at this point. But he has, yeah. He, he the, writes the catchy problem is melodies. there's just so much. Is you got to lose something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't think so. They released it all, but we <laughs> well, have, they we they did cut. Adults. They cut like twenty some songs, probably. Now we have to come in and be adults and cut. I know, but then release two albums. Release one the next year. You don't have to do mm-hmm. this. Well, but then you look at Uno Dos Trey. Is it good they did that? Like, uh, uh, all right, we're getting into the thickets here. Number, se- you're, you know what? You're making me worry, and I'm gonna need number seven here. W- worry rock. Good segue. I stumbled there for a second, but we pulled it off. Now you nailed it. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Again, I like the intro on this one. It like definitely ropes you in, but yeah, the melody sounds classic. But past that, I, I, it's again, it doesn't really interest me a whole lot. Again, I think this one is, is, is about him and Adrian having some struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worry rock has turned to dust. Kind of the, the dregs of married life. I think Billy's having a hard time adjusting. Um, and they have a kid now. And there's just a lot more responsibility and a lot more worry, if you will. <laughs> hey, could you say that this is worry rock? I think that's a that's an apt description, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? That should be a yeah. new genre. Oh, that would be a great genre name. It's worry rock. It's a, it's, it's worry rock, rock music about being like, you know, anxiety ridden. That's what all the kids are listening to these days. Wow. I think Billy Joe pioneered worry rock. I think so too. He pioneered like, a lot of things. Basket case is also kind of it's like a probably the, the forefather anxiety, of worry rock. Yeah. Anxiety rock, yeah. God damn. Yeah. So Billy Joe, he's the godfather of worry rock. Everyone remember this? <laughs> Hashtag worry rock. Heard it here first. Uh, this next one is probably hate rock because it's track eight platypus. Parentheses. Parentheses. I hate you. Yeah. This one is brutal. 
And when you hear that that opening riff, it's clear. Oh yeah, this is this is old school Green Day right here for Angry sure. Song, old school Green Day for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with this song. I mean, I, I kind of like that they are maintaining this this style to some degree, but I don't know. Overall, it still it still just doesn't do a whole lot for me. Like yeah, this and the like, last two songs, I, I think would, I'd cut all these probably. It's the most melodic of the angry tracks. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. but uh, I think, yeah, I, I agree with right. you. It it comes out of left field. But I mean, again, that's sort of what they're going for—just just a collection of songs that don't necessarily match, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like my vertebrae—they're all over the place. You know what my uh, masseuse said to me? Mm-hmm. She said, "You sure are uptight." Speaking of uptight, here's track nine. <laughs> oh my god, you are killing it with the segues today, jeez. Uptight. This is another one that I actually quite like. The this intro's is one I would fun. definitely keep. It's about just waking up, having a kind of a rough day and feeling like life just ain't what it used to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's a relatable feeling for the, the working average Joe and Jane. Yeah, I really dig this one, actually. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't like how repetitive it gets, but it's super catchy. I was going to say the instrumentation is very simple, but I think it's just a great pop song. Like, you can't deny. Yeah. It's just, it's just well put together. So, yeah. If it ain't broke. Yeah, this is a solid If it ain't broke, track. you could probably... You know, if it ain't broke, you can write it out. You can write it in, and oh you my can god. probably make the last write in. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You want to introduce this one? <laughs> Track ten is uh, "Last Write In," as you might have guessed. Now, why is this an interesting case? I love this song. This is instrumental. I think this is Green Day's only instrumental song. If unless I'm Bad forgetting cliche. one. <laughs> I forgot. It's not yes. though. Oh, it's not. No, the fan cliche was for me calling you out. Oh, okay. What's their other have, one? Uh, espionage. Oh, well, that doesn't which, count. It's a, like, it does. B-side it, was or a, it was a B side on this album, and it does appear on in international super hits, which we'll get to. Okay. Okay. And it, of course uh, it counts. They recorded it, didn't they? Yeah, but I feel like if it's not on one of their albums, it doesn't really count. It was. Yeah. It was on international super hits. That doesn't count. It's a compilation album. Oh my god. So you think all albums aren't created equal? Yeah, I think that like normal albums are more important than compilation albums, definitely. Do I you don't not get think you, that? Man. You think all words are not created equal and you think all albums are not created equal. And yes. I bet you think all people are not created equal. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're to follow this trend. People are not words. People are not uh what was the other thing? Uh people are not words, people are not albums. Albums, thank you. People yeah. are rats. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> That's you're, you're, you're putting hateful. words in my mouth. You're you're, like you're the hateful you one here. You're projecting, I think. Uh, speaking um, of projecting, anyway, aren't we projecting a, great a nice song. beach vibe onto this track here? I'd say mm-hmm. Green Day was inspired uh, to write kind of a surf rock song when they made Last Ride In. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? I agree. I agree. It's it's obvious throughout the track. That's and I think at the very end you can hear like the ocean or something, the waves. Uh, after all the the instruments sort of fade out. Would you keep Last Ride In? Absolutely. I love that song. That's one of my favorites on the album. Um, really? Yeah, I wish I wish they, they did more. They were like that. Are you are you not a not a huge fan of that one? Um oh I like it just fine. I'm it's just it is I, I, I wouldn't you know if I want to listen to instrumentals, I don't listen to Green Day. So I don't hmm. ever seek this song out. That's fair. That's fair. But it was yeah. it was kind of a nice peaceful break when I was listening to it this week in the course of the album. 
like it certainly is a good composition, a good surf rock little ditty. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, cool. Well, should, oh, should we, did we just uh, say at the same time? Oh my God. Did we just, uh, jinx? Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> looks like it's time for track 11. I guess I'm going to speak. You can't speak because of the jinx. This is, or, <laughs> hmm. Or I should have gone, hip, hip, hip. Oh, with the burps. It's the jinx. Bobby Durst. In any case, those are two takes you can use. This is track 11. And you can hear Billy shout some in at the very top. Mm-hmm. You can hear with the very open, this is a very high energy shot of adrenaline right to the guttural. Yeah, this this again feels like, like the green day of, of a couple albums ago. Of yesteryear. Yesteryear. Yester album. Yester album. Um... Yeah, I don't know. This this song's fine. It doesn't really do anything for me again. Um, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably cut this one. I would probably too. I would like it as a B side. Yeah, I don't regret yeah. knowing this song. Agreed. Um, but yeah, it's okay. This next one I like very much, actually. Um, I don't oh, know how to do a too. segue for something that I am not sure how to pronounce. Colin, how do you pronounce this song? Haushinka, I think. I don't know. Haushinka. What would you say? Haushinka. Oh, okay. Wait, how would you say it? Uh, vagina. Oh, my God. You always just default to, to your gutter brain. Jesus. Haushinka? Haushinka? you're right. That does sound right. Haushinka. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I'm sorry. What people, have you been saying? I've been saying vagina, and people on the bus just look at me like, what are you doing? Hmm. Also, why am I reading song names off my phone out loud on the bus? But... That is, yeah, that is pretty strange. That's the real weird part. Haushinka, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, and I, I really enjoy this one. It's this track 12 it's on great. Nimrod. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a manic start, but it is yeah. different than what we've been getting, so I actually really enjoy that. And then when Billy comes in, it sounds really dynamic. It sounds great. It does. Yeah, I agree. I, I really dig this one. I do wonder what the story is behind it. It sort of sounds like he met some random person when he was maybe touring or something. And just wish wishes he got to know her better. Someone was saying that they were touring in Japan and he met mm-hmm. a, a woman there for a second. And it was like, mm-hmm. we, I'm not going to be back here for like years. You know, right. I'm never going to see this person again, likely. But they had this. They had a connection of some connection sort. Connection or something. Yeah. Hmm. But whatever, whatever it was, it worked because this is a really cool song. It is. It's beautiful. You know, sometimes I'm on the beach and I look beside me. Oh, and I see a set of footprints next to me, and I realize that I was never track 13 walking alone because Jesus was there with me the whole time. Anyways, this is walking alone off of Nimrod. Uh, you are, you're getting inventive with these. I think that harmonica is just super fun. Apparently, Billy had no idea how to, how to play harmonica. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just decided to throw it in anywhere. And you know, it came out sounding pretty damn good. I, I really I mean, dig it's it. simple. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Not to offend any professional, you know, harmonica, harmonica players. I, I think most people can kind of play harmonica. I think so. Yeah. Sorry. It's it's true. You'll figure it out. At least You'll make something that sounds notes. halfway decent. Yeah. It's all in one key. It, this song's a little bit more country. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more what we're going to get in Warning, I would say. Yeah, that's a good connection. I didn't think about that, but 
This uh, this definitely reminds me of like Macy's Day Parade. Something about it. That's funny that you say that because I love Macy's Day Parade, but this song is one I actually might cut. Oh, that's a shame. I I really dig this one. I guess it is a shame, you know, uh, to not be as discerning as I am. But uh, I know and have such yeah. good taste. We but, can't. We yeah, can't walking. all be that brilliant. No, no. And if you you know the, you don't have to be that brilliant, but you'd better be, or you're going to end up at track fourteen. Reject. This is 14 off Nimrod. We're talking reject here. This is, again, as we've been talking about, this is a bit more of the short, fast, classic Green Day here. Yeah. This one's weirdly catchy to me. I I, I find myself definitely, like, bopping my head along every time I listen to it, which I don't often do for some of their faster tracks, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much to say, but I like it. I actually yeah. like this one. I thought it was sort of interesting too the the lyric "You're a reject all American." Um, I think he might have pulled that from uh, like an album name. Uh, what is it? Bikini Kills, "Reject All American." Oh, very which, cool. Which I think they were sort of trying to base Nimrod off of that album to some degree. Oh, um, very. Which good. I, I oh. have not listened to that album at all, so I don't know what it's really about. But again. We are American Idiot era Green Day fan, so don't expect a lot from us when it comes to actual punk music. Yeah. Anything anything pre, you know, 1990 or whatever. Yes. I don't think we're going to know. Or good or actually on a cool label mm-hmm. that actually has an indie following that means something in the industry. Uh, <laughs> no. We are American Idiot era Green Day fans, so get off. Get off our back. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, and, and I also, so you're, that was a good catch, because when I read that, I was like, I wonder if all American rejects got their name from this Green Day lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. I don't know Bikini Kill. I think all American rejects. So, so pardon me. A lot was, of people would slap you across the face for that, I think. Colin, you better take back what you just said. No. You're going to slap me across the face? But I will mosey on over to... Track 15, Take Back. Ah! Set you up. (laughs) Thank you. This is... Oh, wow, this is only a minute long. I didn't know that. It's a minute nine, and this is a pissed-off song. Yeah. This is probably the angriest single song on this album, which is saying something. Stick a knife in the center of your back. Jesus. We've talked a bit about Billy singing high pitch, but we have not really talked about him doing this hardcore voice. Yeah. Which I I, th- it, I think this is the only song he does it in, like of their entire discography. I'm now I'm th- I can't think of another. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can't think I mean, of any other. Please, someone ones. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's it's take back. It's it's the verse because it's just him singing in his voice. But when he gets to the chorus, he goes. I'm sorry, it's something in my throat. He he goes like take back, but he's really guttural when he does it. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you're right, you're right. And and it's it's not necessarily pleasant unless you're into that type of music. Yeah, uh, that's which, never as been an American Idiot Green Day fan, I'm not typically. Yeah, for some reason I kind of respect it though. You know, it's not it's not what I'm into, but I kind of I'll give him points for trying. And you'll go far because with that attitude, Colin Brady, that's very good. Of you. <laughs> so, Let's do you have a, a clever little segue for this one? A clever little segue for this one? Um, no. This wow. is track sixteen, King for a Day. 
I love this song. This is one this, of my favorite Green Day songs. This is a great Green Day song. Whenever they perform it live, they put on costumes and they really mm-hmm. ham it up. They've got the horn section on tour with them now. And they always put like the boxing glove on the end of the French horn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, yeah, just, yeah, I remember this, this is was one of the fun, the most enjoyable songs to see them play live when we when we went to the, the concert in San Diego. It definitely was. But it's it's all about a, uh, a drag queen. And it's... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's awesome. It's 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 hilarious. It's who put the dragon, the drag queen. Just you know, wait till all the guys get a load of me. It's kind of this uh, drag queen leaving home and kind of rebelling against the old parents who don't understand. It's a celebration of fun and freedom. Yeah, exactly. Like who cares? Just do what you who, want. Oh, who cares entirely? Yeah. And then like, like let's have a laugh. And I think Green Day carry that attitude when they're performing it as well. You can tell this is like a super fun song. Oh yeah, very danceable. Absolutely, yeah. Straightforward and, and catchy and, and fun, definitely. King for a day, princess by dawn. Once again, I'll say I, I just love that Billy, within himself and then just outwardly, uh, as we were talking about, is writing in characters, but he's also really writing about marginalized communities, and he takes an interest in them that's genuine. It's not tokenism or anything, because he's kind of also a part of all these scenes the outcasts. himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, he yeah, really, I think he identifies with that quite a bit. He definitely does. And within his heart and just within the lifestyle he's led, I think. Agreed, um, yeah. As like a, a, a rock star who's willing to like, who wants to tell all kinds of stories. No, up now, you, you, you do a segue. Uh, man, I don't know how you're coming up with these segues. They're, it's whatever, whatever. Track 17, our next track here. You're going to know it. We all know it. It doesn't matter where you are living. You've heard this song. I'll be very uh, sad. I'll be very sad when this podcast record is over, Colin, because then I'll have to say good riddance mm, to you. I know. How sad. But I hope you had the time of your life because it certainly has been fun for me. Wow. That was beautiful. Good job. I guess it's time <laughs> to move on to track 17. Good riddance time of your life. Hey, what? I love the little fuck up twice and then he says fuck. Apparently, uh, they did that intentionally so that just Bad to add some. Cliche. <laughs> did they really? Did they really do the little beginning fuck up uh, intentionally? That's yeah. That's what I read. Apparently, they did wow. it intentionally to just add some some like lightheartedness to this song, just because the rest of it's so serious, oh. you know. Oh, that's so calculating. I actually didn't know that. I know. I know. Because Kinda... I would say. As I always love that little thing too. As a kid, the fan cliche is that it, it. Oh, you know, did you hear in the background they say "fuck"? Do you do you know that it's because he messed up? That was like the insider knowledge, but now it comes out that that was all planted. Mm-hmm. That was fake. Mm-hmm. Nothing Damn. is real. The world is full of phonies. Fuck. Who wrote Holden Caulfield? <laughs> I'd say this is. Outside of Dookie, their most famous song. I think it might just be straight up their most famous. You Damn. know, I know we I know we said that about Basket Case, but like coming back around to this album, I kind of forgot about this and then realized this has been in so many TV shows and movies, and you hear it on the radio all the time. It's just like you know, while Basket Case you still hear on the radio a lot, you'll hear this like anywhere. You know, yeah, this was the second single. Uh, off the album and it did become the biggest hit was the first really acoustic driven song by Green Day that like was a major hit and a major single Mm -hmm. and it opened up this whole side of them I think it's the the classic thing that a bunch of hair metal bands would do in the 80s where it's like you have a bunch of 
hard rocking songs and then you've one acoustic ballad for the ladies and that's always the big hit and mm-hmm. every hair metal band would have like it was a formula and you'd have the one acoustic hit that everyone can like slow dance to right and and then in a similar way i think green day goes on from this point with this mindset where they do seem to have one acu- more acoustic driven calmer emotional single song yeah yeah on every album yeah yeah, I actually didn't didn't notice that pattern, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think, think we'll see it going forward. Oh, yeah. shit. I mean, another, yeah, another fan cliche. It is called Good Riddance. Snobby fans call it Good Riddance, and everyone's mom calls it Time of Your Life. That is true. Um, at this point, it's interchangeable. I'd say yeah. when, you, when you look it up, it's Good Riddance, parentheses, Time of Your Life. But mm-hmm. in the initial release, it was just Good Riddance, but everyone called it the Time of Your Life song. Oh, the, the initial release, it didn't even have it in parentheses or anything? I'll check on that and cut this if it's not the case, but I believe so. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. I believe the first copy I had of it was just good riddance. Also, it was written about the same that same gal. Um, she. What's her oh, face? Oh, wow. See, I guess like, what's, what's her up? name? She's inspired some of the greatest Green Day songs of all time. She has. I know. She's so, she's a famous person. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't necessarily need Billy to be completely emotionally faithful. If this is the type of stuff that, like, you know what I mean? I don't need to question his process if it's good. Oh, no, it's still fucked up. There's no question about that. But but I don't want it. That's my point. I don't want I don't regret knowing having good riddance or what's her name. So I'm just going to let it be. Ignorance is bliss. Okay. Okay. Look, I like I my iPhone. I don't want to think about the tiny hands that built it. Oh, that's a good point. So just yeah. don't, let's not talk about it. Let's just enjoy the iPhone. God. Going please. God. Fair Thank enough. You. Fair enough. Yeah. And a uh, little little shout out just for me personally as a comedy fan. People have played it at funerals, at graduations, at proms. It's been on countless television shows and movies at this point. But I think one of the first one, the big ones, is everyone watched the Seinfeld series finale, and that song was in it, and it was America saying goodbye to one of its favorite comedies, and Green Day was there, which I think is so cool. So that's two of my favorite things coming together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of some more that I like. <laughs> you got the Seinfeld. You roast the Green Day over the fire. You put it between two nice fat graham crackers. You chow down. Mm, that is a recipe for joy right there. But if you chow down too hard, you might break your teeth. You might break your jaw. You might end up needing a whole prosthetic head. Oh, great one. I did not see that coming. That was a stretch. Here's <laughs> number 18. Yes, we finally made it, folks. Thank you for hanging out with us. It's been rough, I know. Nimrod is a playlist, not an album. This is Prosthetic Head. It's track 18, the final track on Nimrod. I like this intro, you know? Again, it's it's sort of fresh and novel. I like it, too. Again, I think it's kind of in- indicative of what's to come with warning. Yeah. This song has a lot more a, of that energy. Absolutely, yeah. And again, yeah, I don't regret this song at all. I, I quite like it. I'm still trying to make up my mind overall. I'm not sure if I would keep it, but oh. it's, it's a reasonable song. I would definitely keep it. I like that it's uh, it's kind of a big old fuck you, but it kind of sounds nice and fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's basically, you, mu- you must have a prosthetic head because you're such an idiot. <laughs> you're, such a nim- you're such a nimrod. Yeah. That you yeah. must have a fake... A re- a, Fake head, you dumb, you dumb dumb. Ooh, harsh words. You dumb harsh dumb. words. Yeah, I just said it. So, uh, so overall Is, though, Chris, overall, what would what would you do? You think you would cut or, or did rearrange? We do it? Is that Nimrod? Do we do it all? We did it. We did it oh, all. Good. Oh, good. We did it all.
Oh, I'm, that makes me so proud of us. Yay. Oh, with the burps. <laughs> overall, overall, I really, I'd say I like more songs on this album than I do on Insomniac. I think I like the style more. I, I really like Warning and I really like kind of these more just straight up adult alternative rock music songs that are not yeah. striving to be so punk. Right. I right. think this is Green Day maturing and it's okay to not have every song sound like take back. Right. Exactly. Back. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you don't need that. But at the same time, it is it is obviously too long and kind of indulgent at times. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it just needs a quick, I think it needs a little haircut is all. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think, yeah, I, I like that they're being experimental, but I, I do think that it's a shame that the the album doesn't feel like an album, you know. I think maybe they could have they could have grouped grouped songs together in mm-hmm. a way that would have felt a little more like an album. I agree, but dude. I'm not sure. I agree. Because it's like yeah. you get in a comfortable rhythm and then there's a platypus I hate you or a Yeah take back or, and you're and it just yeah, it really throws you. Exactly. Like, this isn't an album exactly. because that was yeah. out of left field. Uh, yeah. Nice guys finish last. I think we can keep both agree it. to keep that. Yeah, hitching a ride, definitely, definitely. I would keep the Grouch. I, I'd probably keep the Grouch. Yeah, um, redundant, redundant for sure. Obviously, Billy wrote that for us, so we don't yeah. like. We could cut it; it's still for us. But I'm not. I like it. I'm not. We cannot. It. Yeah, that'd be insulting to him. I'm. I'm flattered that Billy would add our theme song to this album, and so as a thank you for that, we'll keep it on the album. <laughs> Doing him a solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scattered. Uh, scattered. Sleeper hit. I love it. Yeah, Scattered I would keep. It's beautiful. I think the next three, I would cut all of them. All the time, Worry Rock and Platypus. I hate you. I you might know? be with you. Only one I might keep would be all the time. But I actually, I'm not in love with it. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uptight, I would very much keep. Absolutely, yeah. Last, Last Ride, ride in, in, I love. I don't know about you, but I, I would might. Definitely. I would probably cut that. Oh, that's a shame. And I think it's well-placed, too. It's like in the middle of the album. It feels sort of like an interlude. But but that's in the middle. It's in the middle of an 18-track album. It's actually track 10. That's true. You that's know what I mean? True. Like, I, I want yeah. If we're cutting this puppy, I want cut to cut it up. I guess if we're cutting a bunch of stuff, yeah, I would move it closer to the top of the album so it would still be around the middle of the overall album. I think it would also but. be hilarious if that was included as a hidden track at the very end and it's the longest and it's just an instrumental. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be that'd be kind of fun, actually, yeah. Jinx um, I might cut. Yeah, I think Jinx I would cut for sure. Haushinka. Haushinka. I would definitely keep. Walking Alone. Walking Alone I think I would keep, yeah. I, mi- I might cut that one. That's fair. I'm, yeah, I kind of, I get it. I get it. But I think Reject I would cut as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh man, we're th- th- we're gonna get some hate mail on this one. I would also cut take back. Damn it! Oh, no question about yeah, no question about cutting Jeez. take back. King for a day uh, would keep definitely four keep days. that. Yeah. yeah, good riddance, of course. And uh, I would keep prosthetic head. I do like that quite a bit. I was just gonna say, I think I'd probably cut prosthetic head. Oh, or at damn. the very least, I would move it. I, I think the album should finish on good riddance a little bit. Well, it really. You're completely right. It really should. Obviously, it's the it's the. <laughs> cliche song to play at the end of a thing that is ending of anything yeah <laughs> and it's not even the end of its own album <laughs> uh, that true. was a real misfire yeah i'm not that, sure what they were thinking with that do they think it's just too me? like obvious to use it as the last song they or? i don't know literally close every concert with that song yeah <laughs> but when they were making the track list for this they didn't think 
No, prosthetic head. We'll throw that in there. <laughs> I think they wanted to leave people feeling like the old Green Day is still there or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. And yeah, none of those songs that we're cutting, I don't think I, I dislike any of them. It's just mm-hmm. most of them are just aren't good enough, I think. And for instance, Redundant, which is a song I obviously love very much, you know, so much show I named an entire show after it. Mm-hmm. But it's that that's that's a song I, I seek out. I'll put it put it on playlists yeah. and listen to Same. it. Same thing with other songs on this album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will not often listen to the album if ever these days sit down and listen to all 18 tracks yeah yeah i think it's been years since i actually until this week that i've actually listened to this whole album but it's a good one you know overall i'm i'm probably not going to be coming back to it anytime soon but like you said you know there's just there's there's a few great songs that i'll listen to on their own but i would uh, say and this is by design because green day again they've already admitted this is not meant to hold together as an album yeah which one could argue is kind of a lame excuse to but yeah. I probably enjoy listening to Insomniac as a cohesive album more than I do Nimrod. Even though you like the songs off but of Nimrod. Exactly more. right. I like the songs much more off Nimrod. I would I would think I would completely agree with you. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Anything else? Uh I mean I mean we I think we got that one in the can. It was a long one, but we did it. It was, yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, we we moved through that faster than I would have expected. I think we did good. I think <laughs> yeah. anyone who's listening will agree. We 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 got through that faster than we normally do. We did well, Chris. Gosh. We did do well. <laughs> of course, this is Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Uh, we will be back in a short, meager, easy seven days with something mm-hmm. else for you. Please, please, please like, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Podomatic. We've clips on YouTube now. We're on Twitter. That's at Green Day Podcast or just look up Redundant, the totally original Green Day Podcast. Please, yeah. Tell your friends, tell your family. Shout it, shout it, shout it on the bus while you're taking the bus. Yeah, just be like me on a bus and start reading from your phone out loud. Shout it in, in any public place. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing weird or embarrassing about that at all. No, in fact, we'd appreciate it greatly. Finally, it's the right time to use this. Yeah. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. Chris, I hope you had the time of your life. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded pretty excited about that. Yeah. <laughs>